Okay, so the Gemara said in uh, the Mishnah, the previous Mishnah, we learned the halacha that you're only required to eat achilas keva in the in the sukkah, to eat a regular uh, set eating a meal that you have established that this is your meal. Whereas what's called achilas arai, that the difficulty is it's hard to define. What's a, a snack? A snack you're allowed to eat outside the sukkah, and then. This Mishnah continues, and the first two opinions were rabbis that even ate a snack. They insisted that it be brought to the sukkah. And the first case, all he was doing was tasting. It was not, that's not even a snack. So, Misa Lister, the Gemara says, would the Mishnah bring a story to conflict with the halacha that it just said? The Gemara said, you're absolutely right. Suri What's often true in the Mishnah was that they wrote uh, things down, but they, they didn't write down everything. They're cliff notes. You're missing part of the story here. What's the full story? you got to read it like this. This is how the full text should read. So we mentioned that some people aren't aware that you can't just pick chumras. If you pick a, a chumra, sometimes uh, you think you're being more religious and you're not. You're being less religious. Uh, if you're strict... Uh, to do something, you might be lenient in another area. Uh, so over here specifically, the question was, what if a person adopts that strictness that they don't eat or drink water or anything outside the sukkah? So doesn't that look a little bit haughty, like they're better than now? So the, our mission is telling you, we let you be strict over here. It's not considered uh, arrogant. You have to know why not. There's certain types of things that look more arrogant than others, or more condescending. Or if you decide to always go to the sukkah to eat, it doesn't affect other people. It doesn't. It's not a show-off kind of thing typically. Um, but at any rate, umaisenami, and the Gemara then brings a the proof because they brought to Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai. Uh, I mean, if anybody wanted to be, you know, you would say Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai could be arrogant, but uh, he's the greatest rabbi of the times. He saved the whole Jewish people after the Chorban. So they brought him a taste of food, all they brought were two figs and a little bit of water. But Omar, as we turn to today's page, and they said, all in the sukkah, bring them up to the sukkah. Now, um, so those two, the Moors just bringing, were strict with themselves. Reb Tzadik did uh, was not strict with himself. He just followed the basic halacha, but we learned three different halachas from him. In other words, what, how do you eat outside the sukkah? So he made sure, he ate less than an egg size, and uh, he didn't wash. Instead, he just took a cloth, and he ate outside the sukkah, and he didn't bench. So three things. He ate outside the sukkah, he didn't wash, and he didn't bench. Why? Because uh, he held Allah is as long as you eat less than a beya, then you could do those things. Hakabeya, but had you eaten an egg size, boy sukkah, he would have needed a sukkah. So the Gemara, though, has a question. So it sounds like if you eat an egg size, it's not a snack. You eat one piece of pizza, it's not a snack, you got to wash, you got to go to the sukkah. But that Lamed Havachifter of Yosef, we said before, you get two or three eggs worth <laughs> outside the sukkah. A snack is more than an egg. You get two or three eggs. Isn't that what we said before? So Morris said, No, you're right. Maybe he's not weighing in. When he said an egg size, really, he could have eaten, as far as the sukkah goes, you can eat up to two or three eggs worth of, of mazonas outside the sukkah. 
I, why, what did it mean in exercise? Well, for the other two halachas, maybe if he had more than an egg, he would have needed to wash, and more than an egg, he would have needed to bench. But it's not weighing in. Since we're dealing with three halachas, maybe the egg was only for the other two halachas and not for the halacha of sukkah. So that we have no proof on as far as what's considered a snack. Okay, let's see the next mission. Yeah, yeah, that's what we said. Three, um, did it say the number three? It didn't say the number three. It said that it said it said that he's natal b'mapa ochel chutzla sukkah v'lo Those are three. So we quoted three things, and uh, so we said, but had he eaten an egg, maybe all three things wouldn't have taken. No, we're saying really, uh, it's only two out of th- two out of three ain't bad, as they say. Okay. Um, we, uh, there, there is a bigger discussion of, well, if you don't have to wash, so do you need to use a glove or a, or a cloth at all? In other words, if the whole idea was he didn't wash, so then why did he use the cloth? So that's, Rashi was said before that he, was, uh, he didn't believe in touching your food with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what we wash for bread. It doesn't have to do with. It doesn't have to do with that. It's, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. What do you mean? Shulchan Aruch says you should wash for bread. Why? Why? You guess me on any mitzvah. Why? <laughs> it's mitzvah to Rabbanin. So. Why? And many we don't. Well, that's because we're not. He wasn't doing a mitzvah. He was eating less than an egg. And he did a non-mitzvah type of thing. He used a cloth. So the question was, that's a mappa. A mappa is like a glove or a, like a... He held it with a napkin. So the question was, what's the reason? What's the background for it? So there was... Rashi said that was cleanliness. And Tosa says, because he was a Kohen and something else was going on there. Um, but you're switching. You're asking, what about when you do wash, what's the reason? So that's for another day. We'll have to get into that. Okay, so kind of that question the idea of what... You know, if you, if you have to wash... That's a great question. So he, Chuck is asking that something that's always bothered him, that really bothers everybody, that if, you, if the whole reason you have to wash is you shouldn't touch bread until you've washed, so how are you allowed to touch the bread beforehand without washing? Right? That's what you're asking. Okay. Yeah, I hear the question. Okay. But uh, we have to go right there. But that's a good question. Okay. Let's see the Mishnah, just in time for Michael to get here, on the... On the on on Chaf Zayin Amad Aleph, Rebbe Lazar Omar. So Arba Esrei Sudas Chayav Echol. You have so how many? How much is the mitzvah of Sukkah? So the assumption is that you need to eat at least one uh, two meals a day, and Sukkah is seven days. So you're obligated to eat fourteen meals in the Sukkah. Arba Esrei Sudas Chayav Adam Lechol B'Sukkah. Interesting, they don't say how much you have to sleep in the sukkah, how many times you have to shluff there. Right? <laughs> you have to eat 14 times in the sukkah. Once by day, once by night. So he says there's a mitzvah to eat 14 meals in the sukkah. The chachamim, they say, shouldn't no. It what? Right, it's not, shouldn't, it be, shouldn't it be 15 because there's always the Shabbos in there? Yeah. That's so an interesting... three meals on Shabbos. That's an interesting point. But that, that meal is a mitzvah of Shabbos, not a mitzvah of sukkah. Where else could you eat it? I understand. No, so you have, have to eat in the sukkah. So you could say the 14 herbs are not a mitzvah of a weekday. 
So you don't like my answer. They're agreeing with you, Dr. Yaffe. They don't like my answer. I was trying to answer Dr. Yaffe that we're saying that you're obligated to eat them because of the sukkah. And he's saying, really, it's going to be 15, which he's absolutely correct, because you have to eat three meals on Shabbos. But my answer was that it's true, but it's not because of the sukkah. Okay, they don't like that answer. That's fine. The chachayim, they say, argues, the ain't ledaver kitzvah. There's no set amount. You, some people eat more than one meal. We in America, we eat three meals, right? except for the very first meal. And some people forget about that, but just like Pesach, the very first meal at the Seder, you're fulfilling a mitzvah minah Torah, so too sukkahs, the very first uh, bread that you eat in the sukkah is, a, is different than the other meals. Oh, Bilvah, only that one is different. Okay, so that's the first halal. We'll see more about that in the Gemara, and we'll see the why as well. Um, what happens if you didn't eat the first night? So you can have a makeup. And this comes from the Korbanos. The Korbanos, if you don't bring the Korban for the Chag, you get what's called Tashlumen. So also, you can finish up on the last night of the Chag. Now, the Chiddush here is the last night of the Chag, you're not in the Sukkah. So you can make up for Sukkah. And this comes up sometimes, um, the person... Sometimes a person forgets Yalav Yavo at Mincha, and so he has to repeat Shmona Esrei because he forgot to say Yalav Yavo. And the Shmona Esrei he repeats is Marav, which is no Yalav Yavo, right? So here also, he, he forgot to eat in the Sukkah, but he can get a fill-in on the end of the Chag, which is not in the Sukkah. But we'll see in the Gemara. But you can't do that for Tashlumen. Can we say Is that just the other way? For some types of things, there's some things that are like that. You're not asking about the davening. You're asking about. No, I'm asking about the davening. Uh, if let's say a person uh, left out Yalav Yavo or he left out Shabbos, yeah. so they'd make it up for Marav. They'd have to daven two Marvs. And then so uh, I thought that if it's let's say leave out Mincha on Shabbos, mm-hmm. I thought you can't make it up Motzei Shabbos because we say Avar Yom Tovah Korbano or something. I, I no? think you do. I think you do. I, I'll look. I'll try to look it up. But I think you do. Okay. So. Um, that he Rabbi said, Stein? yeah. Rabbi Stein, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but if, is, is the reason for the um, from Pesach? Correct, you're correct, yes, that's right. Okay, oh, okay so there's no tax movement for that, though. If you don't eat your carbon Pesach on the test, on, on test, oh, great question. Okay. Then, then, you're, then you're stuck, okay? At least. You know, at least if, it, if it's willful, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, so Rashi's going to, I believe, is going to try to answer that question. So, but that's, a, we're get, we are getting ahead, but that's a good question. In other words, the, we're saying that you have to, have, you get a makeup, and you have to eat for sure the first meal in the sukkah, and if you don't, you can still make it up any, until the last day. So he has, a, and the basis for that is that there's a, a connection between the first meal and the sukkah and the first meal of Pesach at the Seder. But the Seder, if you don't have a Seder, you don't get a makeup. So if Sukkot is the same concept, why is it? Okay, but we'll, we'll see. At any rate, uh, back to the Gemara. And he said, if you miss it, it's tough nogis. I don't know where that expression came from, but it says, that Shlomo HaMelech said, there are certain things in life that can't be fixed. Some things you get a makeup. And there are other things that are crooked, they can't be fixed. There are certain things that if you blow it, that's it. Uh, you can't fix. The quick Rashi here uh, on the Mishnah, we said there's no set amount of meals. Rashi, What happens if you're not hungry? You want to skip a meal. 
we have no problem with that. You don't feel like eating on Sukkot. You're not required to eat uh, if you don't feel like eating. But if you do eat, lo so it's not, you can't say, that, that's called eating. Something else is not called eating. That's just snacking. <laughs> okay. Let's see the Gemara. My time to Rebbe Where did Rebbe Lazar get the idea of 14 meals? Because he says, Teshuvu ke'en teduru. Live in your sukkah just like your house. My dear, just like in your house, you eat two meals a day. Achas bayom, achas belayla. Achas achas bayom, achas belayla. Also a sukkah. You know, in Israeli hotels, that's you only get two meals. One in the morning, one in the evening. You know, they get breakfast. And a lot of, you know, it's one twice a day. What's that do with the house? I mean, most people eat at least two meals no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing. <laughs> what does that do with the house? I guess your house is where you eat. That's, uh, that's the, uh, somehow there's a connection that a house is, is, that's what you do in a house, is that's the place where you can go eat. I don't know. So normally, normally during the year, you don't, you're not, I mean, you don't, Necessarily, either a fixed meal in a house, you might eat a fixed meal anywhere else. I think they did. I believe that was that's his understanding. I, the Rabbanan, uh, why did they hold you? Don't they agree you eat two meals a day? Rabbanan, Kadir, it's like a, it's like where you stay. My dear, it's optional. So then the Morris says, So why do you got to eat on the first night? If basically it's it's optional whether you eat in your residence, why do you have a mitzvah to eat the first night? It says here there's a there's a big connection between Sukkot and Pesach, and both of them are the holidays of the fifteenth, and it uses the same word. Just like Pesach, Lal Rishon Chov, you better you got to be there at the seder, you got to eat your your kazayis of matzah. And the rest of Pesach, you're not obligated to eat matzah every day. Afkan, sukkah also. Lau rishon chova, you got to eat the first night in the sukkah. And then afterwards, it's optional. And how do you know you got to eat at the Seder? The Torah says you got to do it. So, um, I told you that I thought there was a Rashi that dealt with Dr. Yafi's question. Which was um, there's no makeup over there. One second. Actually, the Mishnah answers it because the Mishnah says according to Chachamim, there's no makeup. Right, but you were asking the question in in, uh, in the in the first view that Rebbe Eliezer that you do have a makeup. So one second. Ah, yeah. Maybe I saw it in Tosus. One second. I'll have to look for it. I, I saw somebody ask that question. In Rebbe Eliezer, why do you get a makeup if you don't get a makeup for Pesach? Um, let's take a look at that Rashi, the first Rashi on the Gemara. Mekan ve'elech rishus. The first one is obligation, the first night, and then the next nights are, are optional. That's what we learn out from Sachim. Sheishish yamim tochul matzos. For six days we eat matzah, yom shvi yatzeres l'shav. My shvi rishus, just like on the seventh day, it's optional. Avshisha rishus, the other six days also, you don't have to eat matzah. Lefisha shvi beklal shivas yomim, because really the seven days, one of the seven days of Pesach. 
and it goes out of the rule. You're not obligated to eat matzah every day of Pesach. If you're going to eat, when you eat, you have to eat matzah. Okay. That's the that's the Rashi. Okay, back to the Gemara. Vote on Rebel Lazar. So um uh, uh, Lazar also taught that uh that was the second part of the uh, the first part was that there's fourteen meals and oh yeah, that's the second part was that you have a makeup. Odom Lazar Sora Arba Asre Sudas, fourteen meals, you're obligated to eat in the sukkah, achas bayom, one by day and one by night. Omar Bira Omar Revami Khosabura Rebelazar. He said Rabbi Eliezer changed his mind. And he agreed to the concept of Chachamim, that how do you put a number on it? Um, so then the question is, uh, but he did say you do have to make a... He, he, Rabbi Eliezer said two things. He said you have to eat 14 meals, one by day, one by night. And he said there's a makeup if you miss the first one. So the, the question was... Uh, the first part, about 14 meals, he agreed to the sages. You're not required to eat if you don't want to either. There's no set number. Well, the, question is, you on the, second the second one he didn't retract on, though. The second one he still held uh, the, uh, that there is a tashlun. Uh, so the, what the question now, though, is how, how do you do the makeup? So, bamai. Mashlim uh, bamai. In other words, what exactly do you do if you missed one night? So, ilema berifta... If the way you make up is you missed a meal, you were supposed to eat the first meal in the sukkah, and you, you, so you have to make up, so you have to do a make-up meal. Berifta suda di yom ka'ochel. If you're going to eat a meal in the, in the sukkah, so you're just eating a regular meal. It's, it's not a make-up. It, you have to eat the daily suda, and if you miss the night suda, you're going to eat the day suda. So eating a meal the next day is not really a make-up for the night before. Elo, so what does it mean, Yashlim? Yashlim b'mine targima. You, you add, you have to add a special dish to one of your meals. You have to ask what's called, uh, ask to add targima. Let's see, Rashi. Ilema berifta, if you're going to add bread, klomer. Tomer besudas yontav akron, shuhu soid belechem beliftan. The last meal that you normally eat bread and dips, v'surka suda, te tashlum in the rishon. You're going to just call that a makeup. So, my hacker Rishona. How would you know that this is a makeup that you're eating something extra? Valodarko, you eat every day. So, again, according to Rebbe Eliezer, if you miss the first night of Sukkot, you need to do something special on on one of the later days. So, if you just add food, why is that special? So, we're saying no. You add mini targimo. Uh, let's continue on in Rashi. Uh, after you finish eating the bread, you bring another course. What is that course? You're, uh, sorry, guys, you have to eat a dessert. You're going to force yourself to add a dessert. You've got to add some of that good stuff. Let's see the bottom tosus. So this is an interesting question. Uh, what, so we're saying now that you can make up a meal by adding fruits and uh, uh, nuts, and that's considered a meal to, as a makeup for your first meal in the sukkah that you forgot. So let's see the bottom tosis on the page. Bamina Targi Pirsha Kuntras. Rashi says, 
kaplutos, fruits and nuts. I forgot what a kaplut is. Is that a radish? Anybody remember? I think it's a radish. Mavusha uh, cooked radishes. I don't know why Tosis in this Masex is giving Rashi a hard time. It's impossible to say like that. <laughs> why? We had the halacha that you don't need to eat fruits in the sukkah. So if you're supposed to eat something in the sukkah that's unique and special to the sukkah, and you forgot, and the makeup is to eat a fruit, you don't, you don't even need to eat a fruit in the sukkah. And he learns from here, he said, Paris boy Paris, you should eat extra fruits. de Paris. He says, Well, maybe it's a place where they don't have fruits. Or he boy fruits. But it implies to eat peri lo boy if fruits don't need a sukkah, then fruits are not going to fill in. Um, so his question is when it says over here the makeup is fruits. And fruits you're not required to eat in the sukkah. How is that a makeup? So he wants to say, minitargima is kigon basar vedagim. You've got to add some more meat or fish. Vishar devorim shalaf mesapas. These are things uh, that go with the bread. So isn't this a proof that for shalashudas, you can have, uh, you don't need to wash, and you can have, if the makeup for the meal is either fruits according to Rashi and nuts or some kind of meats. So then why, why can't you see from here the, whether you have to wash for shalashudas? Just have a piece of fish. So he says, the shani hasam, that's different. The mitzvah of shalashudas is it says man three times. Shuhuba makam pas. And man replaces bread. But, so therefore, this, this, this has nothing to do with that. In other words, this is the idea that you need to do something special in honor of the Chag. Whereas Shalashudas, you're very specifically replacing Mun, and Mun is bread, it's not other things. So he wants to argue that you can't really prove much from the fact that you are uh, just adding on a dish here. And even if you want to say they're equal, so he, he just wants to connect that idea. Argamor is looking for a makeup for a meal and a sukkah. Uh, and, and if a person wants to eat shalashudas, can they also, can they get out of washing? That's the, the question Tosas asks, and he wants to say he can't compare the two. Okay, back to the Gemara. So, Tanya Nami Hachi, we learned also like this, where it's about a paragraph up. We, we just answered that you should uh, make, do the makeup with the targimo, which Rashi said is fruits and nuts. If you forgot uh, uh, that night meal and you want to do a makeup with minitar, you fulfilled your obligation. Now the more brings the story. Agrippus had an apotrufus. <laughs> he had a... Um, uh, it is a guardian, but it's more like a uh, a person in charge of his estate. It was like a, uh, a, a executive director. The executive director of the king asked Rebbe Lazar. He said, uh, He says, I, I only eat once a day. So somebody like me who only eats once a day, So can, is that enough if I only eat one, one meal on Yantif? 
But Amr lo b'kol yom v'yom, he said, uh, every single day, When you eat, you don't eat a simple meal. You have so many courses. And you do it because you like all your side dishes. So if you're going to have a meal on Yantav also, you're, you can't get away with, you shouldn't be that your Yantav meal is any less than your weekday meal. And then he said also, somebody like me, he's got two wives. One is in Tiberi. I wonder if they knew about each other. <laughs> and other ones in Sipari. Right? It's, uh, he has one in, two, in both places. And each wife has, has a sukkah. And apparently you can't walk from one to the other at the same time. So, she ate him a sukkah after. Can I go to... Um, can I sleep in, can I go to one one day and, and to the other sukkah the other? In other words, it says go to a sukkah first for seven days. So can I go to two different sukkahs? Amid Allah. I hold not. He says that if you he said that you don't you don't go sukkah hopping. This opinion says that you have to be in the same sukkah all seven days, and if you leave in the middle you've lost your first mitzvah. Rashi, bought the mitzvah shishon, afilu yamush avro lagvar ifdan. Even the days you were there, you lost retroactively. Ve'eni mitzvah. Kediyal of a kamon, this opinion is going to be, we're not used to this opinion. He says you have to be all seven days in your sukkah. Tanya, Revlazomer, as we turn the page. Ein yotzim sukkah He says, no sukkah hopping for, for your main meal. They know since sukkah b'cholushomoid, and you can't build the sukkah on cholushomoid. If you didn't have it on the first day, you can't build it on cholamoid. They say no. Yotzim sukkah l'sukkah. You're allowed to go eat meals at different places. Osa sukkah b'cholushomoid, and you're, if you didn't build it the first day, you can even build it on cholamoid. So v'shavad, but everybody agrees she'im nafu. If you did build it and it fell down, then you can and build it b'cholushomoid. So we're having a big argument here about really the concept of sukkah. Rabbi Lazar holds that you have to really have it there all seven days. And if, you don't, if you're not there seven days, it's like you blew it. It's not the mitzvah of sukkah. My time to Rebbe, where do you get that from? That's, uh, where's that concept from? Omer Kra, Chaga, Yamim. It says you ha- celebrate your holiday of booths seven days. Asi sukkah haroi l'shifah. You got your sukkah is supposed to last seven days. If you're going to not be there one day, it's not a sukkah for seven days. So uh, that's why you don't build a cholamoid because it's automatically if you didn't have it, you didn't build it for seven days. You're, it's a place to live in for seven days. That's a good point. What did the rabban do with that pasuk? Rabban hakikam arachman. Asay sukkah b'chag. You should uh, make a sukkah for the chag, uh, but you don't have to be there seven days. Vishavin and, and they both um, Yeah, that's that's how they learn it. It just means Ose Sukkah You're allowed to make a sukkah on any of the days uh, for the Chag. But they do agree Shim so that if it fell you can rebuild it on Cholamoy Pshita, why not? This sukkah that you rebuild you you look at it like you're built. Um, you might have thought this is not a seven day sukkah. Your sukkah that you built for seven days fell down, and so it's a totally different one. Kamash totally Balon, that no, you're just putting back up. 
your seven-day sukkah. Tanya, Relazar Abakashem Shainam Yatsayrachovasabiyanta Rishon Shokhag Bululav Shokhaveiro. Just like you can't use somebody else's lulav. This, this lulav is for you. Take it for you. On the first day, there's an absolute requirement that the sukkah belong to you. Your lulav belong to you. It's got to be yours. That's why the whole deal is that you don't give it to your kids first. Because once you give it to a kid and you say give it back, he gives it back because he has to, not because he knows uh, wants to give it back. I thought it's because they don't have the power to... Well, they, they, you, you tell them to give it back. They have the power to give it to you, but they don't... They can give it to you, but I don't think they can transfer the ownership of that to you. That's what we're saying. They don't get it. They, they, once they have something, they're not giving it up. So, So, too, you can't use your neighbor's sukkah. You've got to own your sukkah. It's interesting, right? They know it's where you know, everybody uses uh, someone else's sukkah or they share a sukkah. But Chacham, they say, even though they agree that that's the halacha by lulav. Lulav, actually, what you have to do is if somebody wants to borrow it, is you have to give it to them. So it really belongs to them. You give it to them with the understanding they'll give it back. But you could use. Your neighbor's sukkah. How, how do you know that? There's a different pasuk. It says that all, it's an interesting word, Ezrach. Uh, any sojourner? Anybody know how to translate that word? Dr. Yafi, how would you translate Ezrach? So I, I think it comes from Zorach, meaning to, to spring forth, like Mizrach. The sun, the sun springs forth and it shines forth in the morning. This is a so person. Say, an, Ezra, an Ezrach is someone who was who was Jewish from birth. You see, he sprang forth as Jewish. Sprang forth as Jewish. Yeah, it's a native. Uh, okay, yeah, any native. Jewish, yeah. uh-huh. In other words, not a, not, a, not someone who was Megayer. That's what an Ezrach is. I see. Okay, thank you. So uh, anybody who's a native, Yoshibasukas uh, Mulamid. Uh, but it says uh, there's a lot of natives. Uh, those are all the people that are there. But it says that they they stay in a sukkah. It implies that uh, you don't need multiple sukkahs. It, it, it's, it implies that you could share a sukkah. Now, it's going to be pretty tough to get everybody in and out quick enough if you have thousands of people. But it, the, the verse seems to imply that, that you could share a sukkah. So you see from there that you don't have to have your own sukkah because that's the, the, that's the understanding of the Pasuk. Ah, that's a good point. So the Rabbanin, hi, lacha, it says yours. So what do they do with that? My lemute gzula, you can't steal a sukkah. They talk about if you build a sukkah without permission or on someone else's land, is that okay? So in other words, it says the sukkah belongs to you. It doesn't have to be your sukkah. Uh, as long as you have permission. Avu uh, Shaula, but um, what about can you borrow it? Yeah, why not? Because it says Kola Ezrach. We all, we're all natives. We all, we're all part of the tribe. <laughs> we're allowed, I don't know if you're allowed to say tribe anymore. They took out the Indians, right? The, uh, but we're all natives. Okay. Ezrach What does Rebbe Lazar do? It does say anyone who's a native. The boy, little Gershon, is Garibane Tayyip. What about if you had a gear that just converted? So now he's part of the tribe. 
or Bekat and or you have a child that's bar mitzvah in the middle. Uh, so that uh, they're included in the mitzvah. Uh, once you know that you're allowed to make a sukkah on cholamoid, so lo itzrikra, you don't need a pasuk to, um, uh, uh, to tell you that uh, um, you, it doesn't have to be for seven days. Okay. There is a, let's see Rashi here. Kola Ezra Yoshev Sukkah, it's towards the top. The Mashma Sukkah Achas, the word all natives dwell in a sukkah. It implies one sukkah. Lakol Yisro, Sheesh was, how do you get everybody in there? It's a pretty crowded sukkah, right? So he says, Sheesh was Achazah. He said that they do, they go in and out. The Epsher Sheikula, now why can't you do the phone booth thing? The Lomati. Each one wouldn't get a shavapruta. It's got, they, it means one after another. Bain tayim if they bar mitzvah in the middle b'cholu shemoy the cut and shinisgado samkolo beis saros b'moy. He he his bar his birthday was on cholamoy. Yeah, v'asa high kol the ribo yishasa sukkah b'cholu shemoy. So now what happens is this: Let's say you're twelve years old, so you're not obligated to make a sukkah on the first day. Your bar mitzvah is in the middle. So you make a sukkah on cholamoy because that's when you get your mitzvah. There's no reason if you if you're a twelve, thirteen year old or twelve year old, and you're living alone. You don't need a sukkah on the first day. So you would make it on cholamoy. So that's what we're saying that um, uh, you're allowed to make it on cholamoy. But if you're obligated earlier, then you'd have to make a sukkah earlier. Um, okay, back to the Gemara. Tan Rabban. Maisa Rebbe Loy, we have a story with Rebbe Loy. Shahal Kabul Pene Rebbe Lezer, Rabbo Balut. His Rebbe was Rebbe Lezer. And we've mentioned this before, there's a mitzvah to greet your Rebbe on Cholamoy. We talked a little bit about this. Really, the mitzvah is to see Hashem. It says that uh, there's a mitzvah of Re'iya on Yantuf. Yantuf, the, the whole idea of the word Moed is a meeting. We have a meeting with God. We seek out Hashem's intense presence. And the real way to do that is to go to the base of Mikdash on, on uh, Yantif. Uh, but today we can't do that. The closest thing we have is to greet one's Rebbe. Greeting one's Rebbe is the conduit to Hashem. So there is a mitzvah to try to greet one's Rebbe on, on Yantif. So he went, he traveled. Uh, his Rebbe lived in a different town in Lud. And he went on Sukkot to greet his Rebbe on Lud. So, uh, and he thought his Rebbe would be nice to him. Let's see what his Rebbe said. Omelo Eloi? Uh, he said, Eloi, what are you doing here? You're not keeping Yantuf right. You are not resting on Yantuf. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have come. He said, I praise the lazy bums. Those that don't leave their houses on Sukkot. He says he feels that the mitzvah is not to travel on Sukkos. It says you rejoice uh, in your house. You don't uh, travel. He feels that the, uh, it's not in the spirit of the Chag. It's not the, the mitzvah of the Chag to travel. He must be, yeah. He's not a chastid, right? Right, that's right. Aye, <laughs> but what's he going to do? Doesn't it say you got to go visit your Rebbe on the holiday? Shinemar. Uh, and this is a very interesting pasuk. Uh, it implies a woman could have a rebbe too. By the way, this was the um, the isha hashunamis. Uh, there was a uh, a, a very uh, a great lady in Shunam, 
who uh, she uh, was the one that when Alicia used to come to town, so she uh, she took care of him. She made a special Haknasas Orkham house for him to stay at. So what happened was that uh, he felt that she extended herself for him, so he wanted to extend himself for her. So he asked Gechazi, is there something we can do for this lady? And he says, yeah, she doesn't have kids. So he davened that she should get a child. So she got a child, and then the child died on, um, on Yantif. Uh, I'm sorry, died. it wasn't Yantif. The child looked like the child died. So she knew that uh, he had promised her that this child would be okay. So she decided that she would go and travel to Alicia to beg him to uh, help her child, who either either he died or he was in a coma or whatever. So uh, what happened was that uh, when he came, uh, when she uh, she saddled the donkey to go travel to Alicia, so her husband asked her, where are you going? Why are you going today? It's not Rosh Chodesh, it's not Shabbos. Meaning that I know that you have to go visit your Rebbe on Rosh Chodesh or Shabbos. But now it's a weekday. There's no mitzvah to go now. Why are you going now? So that implies the bechodesh for Shabbos mechayev in rabbo. So how could Rabbi Eliezer give him a hard time, his student, that he went to greet him on Shabbos on, on Sukkot and said, "You're not supposed to travel on Sukkot. That's not in the spirit of Chag. Traveling knocks you out. It's not." Uh, so um, the answer is lo kasha had azov biyom had azov biyom. He says it's only when you travel and you come home the same day. But when you travel and you got to be overnight, uh, so Rebbe Leizer did not hold of uh, of that. Let's see the Rashi. Um, so he says a very interesting thing. He says you should stay home with your wife, your family. So there is this big debate because um, a lot some of the Hasidim when they leave for to go to the Rebbe, so that leaves their wife alone. Um, and uh, that also happens when the people, uh, the Breslovers, when they go to, um, what's the name of the place they go to uh, in the Ukraine? They go to Uman. the Uman. So there's really not a place for the wife and the kids to go. Some of them bring their kids. But uh, so the question is, is it appropriate on a Yantuf to leave your family? That's the question. Uh, that's already a different question. So he bowled him out. He said, you know, you belong at home with your wife. That's what you should be. Now, why would you praise a lazy person? Lazy people don't travel, not because of the holiday, it's just because they're lazy. They never do anything because they're just lazy. He says, I still praise them. <laughs> In other words, uh, he, makes sense. Yeah. The wife of the woman from Shunem, she said, I got to go. I'm go visit him, come back. So he asked, Why are you going today? Okay, back to the Gemara. Rabbi Stein? Yeah. Didn't we, didn't we learn before that if you go to see your Rebbe, you are Patrim in Asuka because you're, you're being Isaac with Mitzvah? Right, so apparently Rabbi Lezer holds that's only the same day. He, does, he doesn't agree with that concept. Uh huh. He had a lot of unique opinions, as we're seeing. Uh, he once spent uh, Shabbos in the in the Galil in the Upper Galilee, and he was staying in the Sukkah of Rabbi Yochanan the Rabbi Loi, um, the Kesaria. 
What? That's just the name of a place. That's where he was from. But Omerli Pekasirian. Begia, so he, so again, Rebbe Eliezer, who was this brilliant uh, genius who had all these opinions, uh, he was spending Shabbos uh, with Reb uh, Yochanan Berebiloi. Begia Chama Lesukkah. And uh, the sun uh, came up, like Atlanta, during the, you know, midday sun, and it was getting kind of hot in the sukkah. So, Omerlo, and uh, it was not comfortable. So, Omerlo, ma'u she'efresh le'sadin. So he asked the Rebbe, he said, can I, uh, can I put some shade in the sukkah? Can I spread out a sheet so we'll be more comfortable? So he changed the subject. A very interesting concept that every tribe produced a leader. There's no tribe that didn't produce a leader in Claudius. Every, every group of Jews is capable of having a great tzaddik come from them. If you look in the book of Shoftim, like, it's almost like they tried. Every Shofet was from a different group. It's a concept that uh, you, you have leadership qualities in, in all families, and all groups of, of, of the Klausra. So that, uh, why he said that halacha at that time, I don't know. But at any rate, And then the sun comes, and it's even, uh, now at this point, half the sukkah is under the sun. Here comes the sun. So Omerlo, he asked them again, can I get a sheet? Not only is every tribe capable of producing uh, leaders, every tribe is capable of producing religious people, prophets. Uh, and then he says, though, but Shevet Yehuda and Binyamin, but only Yehuda and Binyamin had kings. Now at this point, the sun reached his feet. Uh, maybe they were lying down on their couch, and now the entire body was baking in the sun. So at this point, Noto Yochanan Sadan appears Shalab. He picked up the, the sheet and he put it on him. Uh said, Bye, Hifshir Lazar Taliso, he picked up his garment, Lachura Vayetze. So uh, that was the story. Sounded like he didn't like the uh, the, the sheet up in the sukkah. So the question is, uh, it seems like he's being a little bit um, uh, troublemaker over here, right? Why did he tell him, I don't hold you do it, I, do, I hold you do do it? Like, why did he leave? What's going on over here? The answer is that he would only say a halacha if he heard it from his Rebbe. And he never heard whether his Rebbe held of putting up the sheet or not in the sukkah. So he, didn't, he knew that if he left, let him have the sheet up, everybody would say, that he didn't say anything. So he couldn't be there if people would, quote, either agreed or disagreed. Now, it's not because he didn't want to. He wasn't trying to give him a hard time. But he didn't want to, he wouldn't, that was his practice. That's why he changed the subject to make it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, didn't Rabbi Ezra say, you got to spend the whole yantif in one sukkah? So, Lumar said it wasn't sukkahs. Regalachravi. They were just that they were hanging around in the sukkah. Um, he says on, on any holiday you're not supposed to travel, not just sukkahs. The answer is Shabbosi. It was just a Shabbos, it wasn't even a regal. Um, we'll stop here, two lines from the bottom.